Welcome to today's study with Pastor Rick. Reaching thousands around the world by radio and online, Pastor Rick provides answers to the challenges of everyday living. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Today we're going to talk about balance. This is a study that I believe helps bring your life to a new place. The challenge in life is being balanced. Can you find the right place to put the right emphasis at the right time? And I really believe if you get that right, you'll feel better. So buckle up with me as we take this journey and learn some keys in scripture that will bring more balance to your life, which will bring more blessings to your life. It will make you more blessable. Enjoy this study. Have you ever in your life said, when you look back at your life, have you ever said, I should have said no? (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He asked for your phone number and you should have said. (laughs) There are moments when you think back And you can see, you didn't make the right choice. You struggled with balance all of your life. Things you should have said yes to, you didn't. And things you should have said no to, you didn't. How do you balance the yes and the no? How do you learn how not to get yourself in places you don't need to be? I want to show you some keys that will help you learn how to do that. Now I need you to do this. Look at your neighbor and say, this is going to be good. You may be seated. Come on, say, this is going to be good. I went on a vacation some time ago. And uh, it was uh, very nice. My wife is the love of my life. Been married almost 34 years. And I'm telling you. Man. I like her a lot. As a matter of fact, when I finish this today, today I'm getting on a plane and I'm going on a date. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with my girl. <clears throat> but anyway, my wife and I were on vacation and, and you know, on, we we're on a cruise. My wife loves cruises. I mean, really loves cruises. So, so we were on this cruise and you have those excursions where you get off, you know, and you go out and you do something dynamic. So we went out and we were going to do something dynamic. And I, I don't know, this time I was really excited. I thought, I'm going to do something I have never done on one of these excursions. And so uh, I, I looked at the pamphlet and uh, it said, buggy ride. Well, let me back up a little bit and back up a little bit because this part's really important. My kids claim these people when they talk about me, they claim that I look at the picture. When I go to a restaurant, I never look at what it says. That I pick my meals based on the picture. And sometimes I pick the wrong picture. So my daughter in particular, who has some anointed calling in her life to point this out to me, When I'm ordering, she'll say, did you look at the picture or did you read? I said, you know, I am educated. (laughs) You know, I got a few degrees, sister. And so she uh, points this out. So anyway, we were on the cruise and I saw the picture. 
It's a buggy ride. It looks so exciting. The guy was having so much fun on this buggy ride, and he was driving, and he was spinning, and he was turning, and he was having a blast. And I thought, that's what I want to do. Now, I didn't pay attention to where he was riding the buggy. <laughs> so I tell my wife, I want to go on this excursion. Now, she's going, well, you know, that's not normally what you like to do, but she's, she's a trooper. Okay, if you want to do that, fine. Well, it, it wasn't until she read the details and it said, in the jungle. <laughs> What's the key word? Jungle. And in the cave... And I thought it was a buggy, but if I had read, well, this time I didn't, okay, I didn't read it. Uh, it would have said ATVs. So that means she wouldn't be riding with me, she'd be riding by herself in the jungle on an ATV going in the caves <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> so, she looked at me, and she said, um, you know, I love you. And I'm going to go to the jungle with you. Because I care about you, and I want to, you to know that I support you, and you really want to do this, so I'm going to ride in the jungle. Key word, Ricky, jungle. And I thought, for some reason it went over my head. I just didn't, I didn't get it. At the end of all of this, I said no. Because I love my marriage. <laughs> and I should have said no earlier. Are there times you're not listening? Are there times when you really are not paying attention to what those around you, the world around you is saying? Are you so enamored with a picture? With some image in your mind, you are driven by a need. I had a need to be a man in the buggy. <laughs> and I missed a moment. I had a great revelation yesterday. I was thinking about this teaching and I, I thought about why in the world I was so imbalanced in some areas for so long. And you know, I came to this simple revelation. I had an emotional need that drove me to imbalance. I've learned something. It takes, it takes great maturity to be prosperous. It takes great maturity to have advantage. Sometimes you, you were more balanced when you didn't have any children. Now you have children and you're super mama, super daddy. You're about to kill yourself. <laughs> I'm a parent now. I'm going to do this. And you're just about to kill yourself. The kids going to basketball practice and baseball and football and you about crazy. You have no time for yourself. You're out of shape and you're running behind them. Now, why are you sitting up at a football game cheering your kid on and you out of shape? You can't even go down there and run with them. You know what I'm saying? You can't. <laughs> you're out of balance. It's because somehow in your life you have lost sight of the bigger issues. And so what I want to do today is I want to show you a guy who was out of balance. His need for power, his need for wealth took over and he became obsessed. And his name is, believe it or not, Solomon. 
Solomon is an incredible guy, and what I'm going to do today, something I don't normally do, is I'm going to read some text to you from the Message Bible, and it's a very contemporary translation. I like it. I use it often, not often, but occasionally, because it helps me get to the point. And so I'm going to read three or four verses, and just part of the verse to you. I'll quote it for you. You can go home and read it later, but I want to simply tell you a story about this incredible man with incredible wisdom who struggled to stay balanced. First Kings chapter chapter three, verse three, if you look there, let me just read this for you. This is a description of Solomon, and it said these words, Solomon loved the Lord walking in the statutes of his father David. He was an incredibly committed man, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. Second, first Kings, first Kings chapter three, verse three. Solomon loved the Lord, that's good. The only thing he had a problem with was he loved the club too. <laughs> I'm sorry all you people who was there the other night, but you, you understand. <laughs> he, he loved the Lord, but he also He had an exception. What is the exception in your life? You love the Lord, but there's something, if we're honest, all of us have been there. We had a high place in our life. The high place is where they would go and offer to false gods. They would go and offer to idols. Now, how could you be so wise? How could you be so wonderful but make that choice? Why did you say yes to the Lord, but you didn't say no to that? You didn't balance this out in your life. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29, I want you to listen to what the Bible said in 1 Kings chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 29. It describes Solomon. It said, God gave Solomon wisdom and the deepest of understanding and, and, look at this, and the largest of, largest, large, largeness of heart, it says. The, he had the large heart. God gave him the largeness of heart. Um, there was nothing beyond him, nothing he couldn't handle. Solomon's wisdom outclassed, outclassed the vaunted wisdom of wise men of, of the East. Outshore, he, he outshone rather the famous wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone, wiser than, it starts naming all these people he was smarter than. And then he said he became famous among all the surrounding nations. Look at that. He had 3,000 proverbs. He wrote 1,005 songs. This guy was incredible. So he was open to wisdom. Yes, Lord, teach me. He was incredibly open. But then he said yes to 700 wives. He should have said no. Now, I want you to think about it. He had 700 wives. This is, write this down. 1 Kings chapter 11 is where he had the wives. So we had 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3. Then we had 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. Third verse, we had now 1 Kings chapter 11. Now, in 1 Kings chapter 11, it says, King Solomon was obsessed with women. I guess so. If you read from verse 1 to verse 4, it says he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Now, that's a 1,000 women. 
there's only 365 days in a year. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say any more than that, but that's, that's, he's out of control. He, he's reading the word, he's praying, but he's saying yes to that. But he's got a thousand women. How do you marry, sir? How do you marry that many? You have to marry them in groups. I'll take five of them, 10 of you. Okay, this whole section right here, come on. I mean, <laughs> how do you do that? He's out of control, he's out of control. Your wife number 439, right? When do we get married? Okay, you forgot me too, all right. You know what I mean, just, this is, this is, it, 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 sometimes when you look at your life, you've gotten to a place you can't explain. You don't even know how you got yourself into this. How did you get to a thousand women, a thousand people? And so this is a guy who lost his ability to say no. I think a lot of people are saying yes to God. You're at church, you came to church today. You said yes. But let me tell you when it comes home to you. Let me tell you when you get it, when you get older. There's a text, Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse nine through about verse 10. Let's write that down, Ecclesiastes. Now, I love this book. I, write, I do a series in Ecclesiastes, and it's called Limping Out of Darkness because this is when Solomon is old. Now, you know, when you get older, you change because you learn all that stuff doesn't work. You know, when you're young in high school, you believe everything. They tell you, you know, you walk like this right here, you know. You, you, that's cool. Now, when you get older, you know, that's going to hurt your back. <laughs> you're going to have knee problems. You can't be, you know, you understand? You don't see old people walking like that. They scoot. <laughs> all, that, all that cool walking. You'll see. You change. In the book of Ecclesiastes, he, he says, you know, after doing all of this, I've come to one conclusion. It's all empty. It's all vanity. It's a waste of time. All that stuff I did. And now he sees the world differently. He's now more balanced. At the end of the book, he says, fear God and keep his commandments. He talks about obeying God before your teeth fall out. He has all these things that he understands. And he says these words in Ecclesiastes 2 and 9. Oh, how I prospered. I left, I left all my predecessors in Jerusalem far behind. I left, behind, I left them behind in the dust, the Message Bible says. What's more, I kept a clear head through it all. Everything I wanted, I took. I never said no to myself. Say that with me, please. Come on. I never said no to myself. <laughs> I gave in to every impulse held back nothing. He said, I love this, I sucked the marrow of pleasure out of every task. My reward to myself for a hard day's work, I worked hard and I played hard. But if you read the book, he says, it was all a waste. I was out of balance. And I think what happens when you step back and you look at his life, if I could summarize for you, there were four or five things that threw him off. And I want you to just ask yourself, are these things throwing you off? 
The first thing that threw him off was he accommodated the high places. He made space for things that he should have said no to. Sometimes we have things in our lives that we don't need in our lives and we know it, but we accommodate it. I, I just know there's certain things I need to say no to. If I bring it in my life, I run the risk of falling off the wagon. I can't make space for certain things. And you've got to be more honest with yourself. You've got to say, I can't make space for that. I can't accommodate that. I can't allow a high place to be in my house or be in my life. And, and, and just, just as a side boy, I, I don't know who I need to say this for. I like TV. I like cable. I like all this. But some, some, some people need to disconnect. You need, you need to call them and say, you need to take this off my TV because I can't, this is a high place for me. Maybe for somebody else it's not, but for me, this particular network or availability here is, a, I need to do something to help myself. You know, I love the Bible that said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, which means literally keep us away from things that tempt us. So he made accommodations. Second thing he did that was wrong that kept him off balance was he compromised in relationships. He was overly focused on love and lost focus. He was obsessed, the Bible says. Every day, every conversation, it was who I'm gonna marry. I mean, if you got this many wives, you gotta be planning weddings every week. It's too much. And I wanna tell you, if you really wanna have a healthy life, you have to learn how to balance all of it. Thirdly, he not only was accommodating to the high places, he was obsessed and compromised in relationships, but thirdly, he was obsessed with expansion. It was all about building stuff and building stuff and building stuff and building stuff. I had a, an incredible moment when I realized as a pastor, I was, I mean, expansion is good, but I can't be obsessed. I can't allow myself to be overly controlled, overly dominated by the desire to expand. Solomon became so, catch this now, so impressed with expansion, he did not think about what it was doing to those he was leading. So, I believe in growth, I believe in expansion, but here's a question, what's, what's happening to the people around you? There's a statement in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 4, that's shocking. Because in 1 Kings chapter 12, the son of Solomon is being spoken to by the, by the people. And, and Solomon's dead now, and, and they say to him these words, your father, this is 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 4. Now, this is from the New King James Version. Here's what it says. Your father made our yoke heavy. Your father was hard to work for. Well, why? First of all, he had a lot of weddings. And he was always building something. And he didn't take no for an answer. You may be building a great business, but you may be killing your staff. You may make great profit, but you may be hurting your family. See, I, I, that, that, that's the balance. You're either too aggressive or not aggressive enough. It's finding the middle ground where you understand there are marathon seasons when you work hard and you travel hard and you get it done. I mean, there are times when it's like that. 
I've had three, this be, I think three international trips this year. A lot going on, it's okay. But some vacations, some balance. Sometimes you are out of balance and this guy was so focused on expansion. They said, your father <clears throat> made our yoke heavy. Now therefore, lighten the burdensome service of your father. Please lighten the load. And everybody say, amen. amen. Lighten the load. And he said, if you do that, we'll serve you. The people came to Rehoboam, Solomon's son, and he ignored them. You see, sometimes he couldn't, people can't see, won't see themselves. You're so driven. You are a good person. You are a wonderful gift. But because you're so focused on being super mama, super daddy, super businessman, super religious, super spiritual, super pastor, you've lost balance. And you're saying yes when you should say no. And you're saying no when you should say yes. So how do you know what to do to balance this all out? What is the formula that might help you say yes and no at the right time? Here's the first thing. You ready? These are the answers. Decide the outcome you're trying to achieve. Say that with me, please. Come on. Say, decide the outcome you're trying to achieve. Let's think about where you're trying to go. Say yes to things that will get you to the outcome you desire. Say no to things that will not get you to the outcome you desire. Be honest about the things that will tempt and hinder you. Now, I, I want to say this, and my job is really difficult sometimes because when people see me, they assume that they are my assignment. You know, I'm supposed to, all of my world and everything, but, but please be clear, if I make you my ministry by yourself, one member, one person who has an issue all the time, you, when you call, I should be there to answer. You have to be careful. When you do that, how balanced is that for me? And I, and I think this will help some of you when you, you get angry with people when they hear this in love, don't have time for you. They didn't create the world you're living in. So, so what you need to do is balance out and let's fix your world so you don't always need them. Don't be, don't be as I said in that early part of the sermon, the, the needy person who's, and it drives your attitude. You're so angry because you say things like, they were not there for me. And that means what? That means they didn't give you money, they didn't loan you money, they didn't pay your rent, they didn't call, they didn't, or, or you call a person and say things like, I called you, but you didn't answer. <laughs> and now with these cell phones, oh, these cell phones, oh, it's amazing. Let me tell you, I text you. Didn't you see it? <laughs> so, so you, you know, you feel like you have to explain. It's not, it's not balanced. These things are not balanced. These, these things have thrown a lot of us out of balance. They have thrown us out. I mean, 
it's, you know, you know, you think about it. You, you can be in the shower and, 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 and this thing, it talks to you. You can be in the shower and, and you're dripping wet and it rings, bing, and you get all, all out the shower, wet. <laughs> Hello? And then they ask you what you're doing, nothing? Say it with me, please. Say, out of balance. You are out of balance. You have lost perspective and you're not being honest. And here's what that causes. You ready? It causes you to be unblessable. There's a word. Number one, if you want to fix this balance issue, decide the outcomes you want. And number two, be honest about what can make you unblessable. See, the long-term consequences of not balancing your life is God can't bless you. Your, your life is potentially in a place because of the way you think, because of the way you feel about life, and because of the way you act, God can't bless you. There's a series I do call Blessable. Are you the kind of person that's blessable? Now, let me tell you something that I'm not able to do. God can never bless me to be a surgeon. I am unblessable as a medical professional. If you are laying on a uh, hospital uh, operating table and you look up and see me with a knife, run. You are about to die. I have no skill or knowledge of what to cut, where to cut, how you're in trouble. And let me just be clear. I will never be a medical doctor because that's not my skill. You have to understand that there's some things that you are not wired to do. There's some things you can do that can make you the kind of person that God cannot bless. I don't have all skills, but there, there, there are behaviors that I can buy into that can make me unblessable. You want a certain kind of person in your life, God can't give you that kind of person. You just, you, you, your life is not in alignment. And so there are three areas I deal with in the sermon. I talk about unblessable careers, unblessable families. There's some families, the way you're structured as a family, you don't work as a unit. You cannot be blessed. You'll never have money, not as a family. You'll never have money as an individual because of the way you think. Your thinking will hinder your blessing. And so without balance, you won't be blessed. You'll pray and be frustrated all of your life and blame God for not answering your prayers. But he's saying, how can I bless you? Just like with the doctor thing, I don't have the skills. If I don't have the openness to God, if, I don't, if I'm not the kind of person who's really going to lay his life down before God, if I keep going to the high places, if I keep making a relationship my whole life, I'm not blessable. A personal story and I'm done for the day. You know one of the best things I say about, that I think is the healthiest thing for me, the most, one of the most balanced things I feel in my life. People ask me all the time, they say, how long are you going to be a pastor? I said, I don't know. But I cannot be a pastor and be happy. It's when I live for this, when I live to be in front of people. 
My whole life is defined by this. That's, that's not balanced. I think he can bless me with this when I'm not owned by it. Come on, amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? When, I'm, when, I'm, when I serve because I love serving. He doesn't have to worry about me becoming prideful and arrogant and losing my perspective. So are you blessable? Are you balanced? If not, today is the day your life can change. Well, this is all about balance. I hope it's helped you find some balance in your life. I hope you find a way to put life in perspective and keep it that way. I call it a blessable balance. It helps you be prepared to receive God's best for your life. Sometimes he wants to bless you, but because your life is here and there, it's hard for you to ever receive all God wants for you. So thank you for listening today. I pray it brought you to a new place of balance and prayer. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message from Pastor Ricky Temple. Watch more encouraging messages from Pastor Rick at www.rickytemple.tv. If you'd like a copy of this message, click on the bookstore tab at rickytemple.com where you can watch Pastor Rick live and get information about our ministry. Join us next time for another uplifting message.